This is Experience Wisconsin with John McCure on WTMJ. Hey, welcome into Experience Wisconsin. Happy New Year, everybody. Hope things are going absolutely fantastic. Hope your holidays were nice. Kind of weird not having much snow, although it sounds like in a couple of days we might get a system that comes our direction, but that's okay. 2024 is here, and I'm super excited. Kind of, I'm not a big resolution guy, but one of the things that I'm going to try to do this year is visit some places in Wisconsin that I haven't been before. I've been all over the state, especially as a TV reporter. I was in most corners of the state, but there are a few places I want to get to. Bayfield, Apostle Islands, going to make a commitment to get up that way this year. Really want to explore our state. We're going to help you explore some of it coming up on today's show. Downtown Bid District Number 21 sounds like a big fancy title. They're the folks who make everything tick downtown. We'll check in with the leader, Beth Weirick, on this afternoon's show. Plus, Sunburst Ski Area. They're going big time. Our friends at Sunburst are with us a little bit later on. And we're bringing back Celebrity Spotlight with WTMJ's Mike Spaulding. It's Experience Wisconsin on WTMJ. Welcome back to Experience Wisconsin with John McCure on WTMJ. Welcome back to Experience Wisconsin. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Let's check in with Beth Weirick. She is the leader, the CEO of Milwaukee Downtown Bid Number 21. Beth, thank you so much for being with us. Oh, my gosh. Thank you, and Happy New Year to you, John. To you, too. So, you know, I know people know all the fantastic things happening downtown. I think they don't understand how a lot of it gets done. Tell us about downtown bid number 21 and what you guys do. Well, it was the elves that got it all done, I think, right? <laughs> exactly. But, yeah. No, we are, we are the Downtown Business Improvement District, and we are really very focused on uh, creating a, a high quality of life where we uh, create memorable and delightful experiences for everybody who lives and works and plays and, of course, visits downtown Milwaukee. It, we represent uh, about 500 commercial property owners who fund all of our services, and our core services really are focused on those clean, safe, and friendly initiatives. Mm-hmm. So our public service ambassadors, who anybody who is downtown regularly know who they are, there are walking concierges, the and the smile of downtown Milwaukee. And then we have our clean sweep teams who are out, you know, power washing and picking up litter. And uh, we have our landscape crews that are out there. And then we also coordinate a lot of the events that people are very familiar with that happen year after year, like Taste and Toast, which is going to come up in Q1 pretty Mm -hmm. quickly here, Uh, Downtown Dining Week, Downtown Employee Appreciation Week, which is, I always say, it's like a homecoming week for the, you know, all the people who work in downtown mm-hmm. Milwaukee. And then, of course, we just finished up our Milwaukee Holiday Lights Festival. You finished that up, but one of the features is still going on, right? Um, yeah, you know, the Ornament Trail is going to run for just a, a few more days, mm-hmm. so you can you can check that out if you want to. And, of course, what you can do is you can continue to go ice skating at Red Arrow Park. So it's uh, there's still a lot of activities that people can engage in now that the holiday season is over and we're embarking upon a new year. Beth Weirich is with us. And Beth, I think a lot of people just assume that the city puts up the decorations downtown, those lovely holiday decorations. But that's your teams, and you do a lot of stuff downtown. What else is going on in downtown Milwaukee coming up here? Well, I am so excited because the Milwaukee Theater District just has an abundance of shows that are going on this month. So it's a great reason to not get stuck just 
couch, surfing on your couch mm-hmm. uh, in the cold winter months. We've got uh, 13 performing arts and live entertainment organizations that make up this newly created Milwaukee Theater District, and we just celebrated its one-year anniversary. And, and a lot of these venues, of course, have been around, but the beauty is is we're collaborating now and messaging that we've got this theater district, yeah. and, and it's filled with activations and spaces. Uh, right now, the host is going to be rep, uh, the rep is going to be hosting the musical comedy Guys on Ice mm-hmm. at the Factor Cabaret. And then also at the rep is a new adaptation of Little Women. And Renaissance Theater Works has a new coming-of-age drama called The Wolf. And I'm super excited about that. I I love Renaissance Theater Works, and they do some amazing things. And this production is actually a finalist for a Pulitzer Prize. So uh, you got to get there. It is. Yeah, you got to get there and see The Wolf at Renaissance Theater Works. So lots to see and do. And then, of course, you know, Broadway. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've got all this great local art, but Broadway productions. I don't know if you're taking in any of the shows or not. Yeah, Mamma Mia, um, my wife is like, we got to get to Mamma Mia. And I know Funny Girl is there as well. Yeah, I love it. I'm so excited. Both of those productions um, are great as part of the Marcus Performing Arts Center Broadway series, and you know, comedy and a bittersweet comedy. So um, <laughs> you got to you got to at least get in one of those shows, right? Yeah, there's lots of music coming as well, and I wanted to ask you about Winter Gallery Night in January. Can you tell us about that on the 19th and 20th? Yeah, Winter Gallery Night. It is back, and it is stronger than ever. And I can tell you, it is. There's no way you can you can hit all of these, all of these galleries. But you know what I love is we've got. It's a two day event. It's free. Lots of local galleries with art and and live performing artists in the historic third ward, East Town, West Town, and in the mm-hmm. Walker. Point neighborhoods, and it's just a really great way to support local, regional, and national artists um, at some of our local galleries. I love it. It also coincides with Museum Week. For more information, this is what you need to do. Go to MilwaukeeDowntown.com. It's a great website, MilwaukeeDowntown.com. Beth Weirick is the CEO of Milwaukee Downtown Bid Number 21. Happy New Year, Beth. Thanks for being with us. Oh, John, thank you. And may all your New Year's wishes come true. Thank you so much and love everything that you do. So grateful. Oh, man, that's nice. Just so much that they do. I love the Bid District. I love downtown Milwaukee. Up next, skier, snowboarder, we've got you covered when Experience Wisconsin continues. Welcome back to Experience Wisconsin with John McCure on WTMJ. Hey, hey, hope you're having a great weekend. Thanks for hanging out with us on Experience Wisconsin. Let's head to Sunburst Ski Area. Rob Friedel and Katie Wood are with Sunburst, and they're with us this afternoon. Thank you so much for hanging out. Thanks for having us. Hey, Rob, I want to start with a general question, and that is for people who aren't familiar with Sunburst, and everybody should be because it's one of the gems in Wisconsin, tell us at a broad, high level about Sunburst. Well, uh, one thing that people usually don't know is Sunburst has been here since 1961. So it's, uh, it's gone through, I think it's on its fourth, sort of ownership management team and it's been providing just a winter wonderland for the milwaukee metropolitan area for over 60 years is it skiing and tubing for every level can you take me through if you're a beginner versus you're a person who likes to get to colorado a couple times a year and how that plays out at sunburst absolutely um i always like to say you know if you can 
if you can make a turn on a ski or on a snowboard here in the Midwest, you can make a turn anywhere. And so the vast majority of people that wind up in really truly enjoying the sport in the mountains are people who have been introduced to the sport, believe it or not, here in the Midwest and just fall in love uh, with the joy and the freedom that you get skiing, snowboarding. And uh, usually, you know, that growth is what, what has led to the development and the growth of the industry overall. But it starts grassroots here in, you know, primarily Wisconsin, Michigan, Minnesota. It even st- extends out to a lesser degree into Indiana, Ohio, um, even Iowa. But people get introduced here. And, you know, they get the bug. And it's affordable, it's family-friendly, and it teaches you a, a skill set uh, that is just something that you can enjoy intergenerationally um, and, and do for your entire life. Katie, what is it about being on skis, being on a snowboard, being on the hill that's so special? We actually started here at Sunburst with our kids when they were younger. Um, oh, man, probably 15 years ago with a family learn to ski program that there there is and for one price we could come out we could get our skis our rentals our lift tickets and a lesson and my husband grew up skiing i'd never skied we wanted to introduce our kids to it and it's something that we've done for years as a family and now we have a four-year-old granddaughter who's learning to ski here at sunburst which is just so exciting so it's a great activity you can do with your kids where they're outside they're getting some physical exercise. And just to tag off Rob said, it's a lifelong skill. My son goes all over the place now with his buddies to different ski resorts through the wintertime and makes the best memories. It's skiing local, great conditions, great value, incredible complex. A couple of nuts and bolts questions for folks who want to do this and you need to get to Sunburst. Check out Sunburst. Can you rent? Can you get a season pass? Can you lead me through a little bit of that sort of thing? Absolutely. Um, Probably the best place to gather information is to um, go to our website or to our social media, um, and we really try and lay things out and explain it cl- as clearly as we can there. It is, it is a little complex if you've never done it um, or been involved in the sport in that we do have a lot of offerings, uh, you know, the offerings being the tubing, the skiing, and the boarding, the lessons, the rentals, all, all of those things. And, the, you know, the best thing I can do is say go to the website, review through it, and if you still have questions, then contact our group sales, and they'll help you out in any way that they can. What is the website? Uh, it's www.skisunburst.com. Skisunburst.com. And you don't have to be an expert skier. That's a good thing that you emphasize. Uh, tubing is also big. The largest tubing hill anywhere around. Tell me about the tubing hill. Yeah, it, the Tubing Hill has been around since uh, just before the millennium. Around, I think it opened in 1997. Um, it, it underwent a major upgrade in 2013. Um, it's, I would argue it's the best and largest tubing facility in the country, maybe in the world. Wow. Um, yeah, at, at our peak, we can have over 45-plus lanes of tubing. Um, our area provides about a 90-foot drop in elevation, and you'll travel about 1,200 feet in distance. Um, if conditions set up and they're running fast, you can reach speeds of, you know, 35-plus miles an hour. So it's a, it's a hoot to do, um, a lot of fun. Uh, we always ask all of our, you know, our customers to understand all the rules and to be as careful as they can out there. 
because uh, after all, it is a sledding hill. Mm-hmm. The website, check it out, is skisunburst.com. Rob Friedel, Katie Wood, thank you so much for spending some time with us. Thank you. Thanks, John. We had a great time. <laughs> Me too. Man, they're making the snow. Get out there. Check out the website. Get on the slopes. Up next on Experience Wisconsin, we talk with uh, one of my buddies and one of the managers here at WTMJ, Mike Spaulding. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Experience Wisconsin with John McCure on WTMJ. All right, this is Experience Wisconsin. Glad that you are with us. Let's check in with Mike Spaulding, Assistant Program Director with WTMJ. Mike, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me, John. Talking Wisconsin travel, I love this show because I get to talk to people about their favorite places where they'd like to go. With you, I want to start with that. Your favorite spots that you and your lovely wife, Jasmine, have uh, experienced in Wisconsin. Absolutely. So I'm going to go off the beaten path a little bit for one and then common basic guy for the other. Um, (laughs) We're big Door County people. Uh, We like to spend our time, I especially do, uh, kind of away from stuff. I think we're we're in the media, so we're constantly aware of what's going on and you're taking calls and things like that. So finding a place to get away and kind of be by the water. I'm not a huge swimmer, but just being by the water, hearing it, being able to stare across the lake and not see anything. It it just is clear blue. One of our favorite places. Plus, all you do is eat and drink up in in Door County. Yeah, Door County's great. So Sister Bay, Sturgeon Bay, that area, that neck of the woods, I know they're kind of far apart, but that neck of the woods is a place that we really enjoy going. Uh, We don't go often, but we got married in Kenosha, and we really enjoy going down there by the water. Their downtown redevelopment that they did a few years ago is is beautiful and really underrated part of, I think, southeast Wisconsin. Uh, And a place we went this year over the summer for a few days was the area of, like, Ashland, and like Bayfield. Oh, wow. Up yeah. way, way, way up north. My parents have friends that have a cabin in Hayward. Yeah. And so we decided to take like the hour drive north and just go see Lake Superior. Again, it goes back to the looking at the water, but not being able to mm-hmm. swim or not need to swim and just kind of being on the bluffs and having nothing out there. We really enjoy. So Bayfield actually was a really surprising place that we both really enjoyed being. Yeah, I've never been there. I, I got to check that out. That's it's on beautiful. my list. Lake Superior sure. is something. If you have ever seen it, it's something else. Like I yeah. can't explain lake michigan because of its vastness is awesome but superior there's just like a sense of calm and quiet and mm-hmm. everything is like glass it's, it's really it's something if you're enjoyed staring up at nothing bucket list are there places you guys would like to go that you haven't been to yet in wisconsin yeah the western part of the state we you know the eau claire's of the world i would love to be able to get to eau claire i have friends out that way uh we've had co-workers who live there and have gone back there since it just seems like one of those really cool towns that you don't think about hitting up necessarily, like a Madison or a Green Bay or something like that, but that has really cool amenities and that really takes pride in being who they are and what they are in a small town and embracing that. And I just feel like with the Bon Iver stuff and and him being there, like there's just a sense of forwardness there, which I really like. And it's pretty out there. And I've heard it's awesome. And and you're closer to, you know, the border and can head over to Minnesota and things. So Eau Claire is definitely on our list for this year. Uh, So let's bring it into to Milwaukee. You have a free weekend. You have a date night. What are you guys likely to be doing in Milwaukee? How do you like to spend your time? What are we likely to be doing? Uh, Going to Costco and Home Depot. (laughs) (laughs) You must be a homeowner. (laughs) (laughs) But what do we enjoy doing? Uh, Eating and drinking. I know that's like the most basic Wisconsinite answer ever. Um, But I grew up in an Italian family. My wife uh, grew up in a a Hispanic family. And so food is very important to both of our cultures. Uh, We both married into people that 
enjoy trying different foods and aren't really scared of going out on a limb there. And I feel like we have a good track record of saying, just trust me and it's going to taste good <laughs> and just let's go for it. So doing that, but also walking along Lake Michigan, we really like Seven Bridges Park down in the Oak Creek, Cudahy yeah. area. So we like going down there uh, as well and spending time with our dog and letting her get out and running around. So those are probably... The two things we like, if you if you hike a bunch, then you get to eat and drink afterwards, and you feel like you earned it. So, yeah, eating and drinking is probably our number one thing. Are you more likely to go back to a restaurant you really like and you're comfortable with, or are you more likely to try something new? That's so funny, because we just had this conversation uh, over the New Year's holiday. We were finding a place to go on New Year's Day, and it was, do we want to try something new, or do we just want to go back to an old favorite? We chose an old favorite, but I'd say it's kind of split, depending on what the day is. A Friday night, everyone gets home from work. You just want to get something you yeah. know is going to be good. Let's knock out a place that we've been. And we've been around Milwaukee long enough to have a, a good handful of regular places. But on a Saturday or a Sunday afternoon, like a late afternoon date, early mm-hmm. dinner, like let's go try something new. And if it's good, it's good. That's awesome. If it's not, then you didn't feel like you got home and you were disappointed in whatever you ate and you had a long day at work. And now it's 830 at night or nine or whatever right. it is. So uh, a little bit of both, but I'd say it kind of depends on the day. Cocktails at home or out at the bar? I'm a complicated person in that <laughs> I, I, I'm i split on this. Cocktails out, beers at home. Um, Explain, really. Yeah, I I really appreciate a, a good, great bartender. One that can really make, not to put an ad out here, but like Fink's uh, on the south side of Milwaukee, mm-hmm. the east side, I should say, uh, Divey Bar, but bartenders that are really skilled and talented and they could be bartending anywhere. I really like the dive bar fancy cocktail. Plus, that means I don't have to make it myself, yep. which is never as good. Although you and Michelle make great ones at home. I yeah. see your photos on but Fridays. But having all the ingredients is always the problem. And like spelling it out and then making yeah. sure it's mixed right. I would rather just go to somebody who knows what they're doing. But uh, a beer at home, like on the back porch, is it, it, there, there's not much things better than like a July evening with a beer on the back porch. That does sound good. Mike Spaulding, Assistant Program Director at WTMJ. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate it, John. Thank you. All right. For more information on the show, it's easy. Check out WTMJ.com. I'm John Merkier. Enjoy the rest of your weekend.